Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court and CPS issues. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and to honor alienated parents next month on International Parental Alienation Awareness Day, Epiphany Awaits is offering a faith-based retreat for alienated parents for both in-person and a Zoom option on April 23rd and 25th at the Resolution Center in Jacksonville, Florida. Only $100 for the weekend for support for the journey with speakers including Dr. Mark Roseman and other professionals focused on guidance, friendship, and compassion. Seating is limited and discounts apply. Now, it's free on Sunday, the 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Zoom. And it's also available for purchase after that date for $24.99. Scholarships are available. And email request for application and registration form to epiphaniesawait at gmail.com. That's E-P-I-P-H-A-N-I-E-S-A-W-A-I-T at gmail.com. And I've got a wonderful guest, and I've been on her talk show. Her name is Bailey Smith. She's a mom and advocate. She's a survivor, a warrior of domestic violence. She advocates all things domestic violence, child abuse, mental health awareness, and our very, very broken judicial system, which we will be talking about. Um, she's currently the host of her own podcast show called Never Give Up. After doing many interviews on different platforms and hosting on another platform, she realized she wanted to help others use their voices, share their journeys from abuse and beyond. And she believes sharing our stories is extremely healing. If she reaches one person by sharing stories, advocating, and they reach out for help, then she's done her job. And for her, it's one more piece of her that heals as well. And so we welcome Bailey Smith. I'm so glad to have you on. How are you? I'm great. I'm, thank you, Marianne. Um, I am honored to be on your show. Um, you know how much I admire you. Um, I am probably one of your biggest fans. <laughs> thank and, you. And um, you are, you, you don't realize um, the strength you give people. Um, with your strength. So um, again, you know, I'm glad to be here and get as much information out there as I can. <laughs> My mouth definitely. will let me. <laughs> yes, yes. I told you, you, you just let it roll because we need to be educated. Everyone needs to learn. You know, I was thinking the other day, um, Actually, I was up in the middle of the night. I did not sleep well. And I was writing at 4 a.m. Um, and I guess, like, that's when you, like, just keep going, 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 going. And I was just thinking how, like, you know, how many of us are out there um, from a few years ago when I started, how many more people have joined and how we've all connected via social media in one way or another and help each other because um, we're all doing something different, but, but we're rooting for the same thing in the end. It's our children. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's incredible how much I've, I've watched this grown. Um, and it, it's, it, it, makes me feel like we're doing something we're getting we're getting somewhere in baby steps mm -hmm. so 
you know, this is why, um, you know, I'll never stop. And, you know, when you go through very traumatic stuff in your life, you can either curl up in a ball and never get up. Mm -hmm. You can unfortunately end your life or you can use what happened to you to help others. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, um, for me, um, I had to say to myself, this, why, why did this happen? Mm -hmm. And, and I know why it happened. I was meant, I was put on this earth to use my voice to help others. And that's what I'm going to do. So thank you for having me. Oh, well, you know, it's like advocacy chooses you, whether you like it or not sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually getting people calling me asking to be on my show. Thank God. I mean, it's been, it's been great. Um, First, I want, there's something very important I want to make very clear. I am very blessed um, in many ways. Um, When I listen to um, so many stories, especially your own, um, it's horrific. Now I can relate to it in in some, some, I can relate to it to some degree, um, but I can't even imagine because yours and many, many others, people close to me, um, it's to such horrific extent and their hands are so tight, I can't even imagine. So I am blessed that I have custody of my youngest who's turning 17, Mm -hmm. um, my baby. Um, I am, I do have a, a relationship with, a good relationship with my two older boys. So I am blessed. Mm -hmm. in that way um so um you know when i hear all these other stories and and situations it makes me so angry Mm -hmm. um so you know anyway um so i look at it as it all boils down okay Mm -hmm. to a failed broken system from the police um, not doing their job, whether it's for lack of training or they are part of corruption. Um, you know, it just, and it goes up to the government. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like up, it goes from up to down and down to up. And, and who is, who's getting hurt? Who is getting hurt? Our babies, our children. So what, what's happening? We're starting another cycle of unhealthy men or women or children or, or whatever, um, or whatever gender they are. Um, and that's what we're doing. We're out there trying to fight that. And the only way to do that is to advocate and get, get our voices heard to change the broken system and corrupted system. Um, for me, the triggers and memories come back from, from different situations. Um, you know, like I had holiday, you know, holiday was always, uh, filled with a home full of people. I was alone. I mean, I had two boys home for part of it. And then my youngest was busy with his friends and out and I was isolated alone. You know, I always say, you know, to all the people, 
uh, I don't know if you read all my posts on Facebook, but I always say, you know, you know, for my old community that I lived in, um, where I was very involved and I lived there for 10 years, I always say, you know, you guys last year, COVID, well, guess what? COVID I have every single holiday and every single weekend when I celebrate the Sabbath, you know, I, I, I'm not giving that up, you know, cause it's my faith, <laughs> but you, you felt it last year. Well, guess what? For me, it's every week, every, every holiday. And it, you know, it's like, it, then, then I start to go back to, um, why that happened? Why, why am I here? How did this all happen? You know, 21 years of marriage. Um, I thought we were happy, you know? I mean, it wasn't 100% normal. There was a lot of issues and stuff. You know, what did I know about narcissism and sociopath and cheating and all that stuff? I was, I was young, you know? So, you know, I, I never thought I'd be divorced. I never thought I'd be alone five, going on six years later raising three boys. Um, so that's where I am at and um, what what I want to get out there, okay, is basically um, for women that have been abused because that's usually where it all starts. Mm -hmm. um, there's some form of domestic violence or something in the home and you get divorced. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it could be a happy, you could be, you could parent together, which I begged. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, after a hell I was put through, but, and, but that's the best thing for your children. And if you love your children and more than you hate the, the other person, mm -hmm. which is the way it's supposed to be loving your children more than hating the other person, then you work together. I just met a guy who told me him and their four kids divorced four or five years and they parent together. They vacation together. They, they just fell out of love and attraction. So it's possible, mm -hmm. you know, that's normal and healthy and that's love for your kids. Okay. Now okay. I'm going to get, yeah, I, I, it, and it shows a healthiness in the person, you know, <laughs> Because you don't find that often. Most people are bashing their exes and whatever. So, <laughs> um, so you know, I'm out there trying to 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 get women to to come forward and share their stories, get help. Um, and one of the biggest problems is our law enforcement. And I can say this very confidently, um, in six years, um, there has not been any change. Mm. Um, maybe a little. I don't know where I used to live in Palm Beach County, PBSO, who I fought and fought and fought and fought until they locked him up. Um, after I all the laws, I would shove it in their face. and they would just write a report and add to the report and add to the report and mm -hmm. add to the report and three years worth. And, um, supposedly the Sergeant who got him, um, locked up, um, said that 
because of my case, there were changes being made. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But where I live now in Broward County, nobody gives a crap. And let me tell you something. Why don't women come forward? Why do they end up dead? Why is um, um, domestic violence the number one killer in the entire world? Why? Because there's no one there to help them. There's no law enforcement that are enforcing laws, okay, to criminals that are hurting family, uh, women and children. And yes, this goes both ways. I wanna make that very clear. This happens to men. There are women that are abusive to men Mm -hmm. and there's alienation and all of that both ways. So I wanna make sure that I know it's a two way street, but with men, when there's domestic violence, it's usually verbal, mental, emotional. It's not necessarily very rare. Do you know a statistic? I don't know a statistic of women violence. Um, I had statistics in front of my face and now I can't find them and I don't remember them. Okay. It's just kind of weird. I had like, I have short term memory problems. I should have, I should have. I should have put it, I should have um, done my research because I probably have it in in my piles of stuff here. But anyway, um, so when I advocate and I tell people there is help out there, and there is, there are resources, there are shelters, there are many places for women to go. I got help, thank God, group therapy and a therapist that I still have. I actually, before I got on the show, was on with her um, and I've, I've gotten healthy. I've gotten to a healthy frame of mind for the most part. But again, it's a journey. And I don't think we fully, fully heal. We have our triggers and PTSD. And again, we also are dealing with our children's um, abuse, Mm -hmm. um, PTSD and triggers because children that witness abuse are considered abused and their brains are not fully developed when they're under 25 or 27 and especially boys and their brain has been studied known to be as of a vet their brain is as of a vet so that means they are living in a war zone Mm -hmm. remember this people out there law enforcement that's not enforcing laws that are hurting our children and starting the next generation Mm -hmm. of children that are going to be unhealthy. So, um, you know, another reason why I I share my story and I I don't want to, I'm not going to talk a lot about it. Mostly I'm going to focus on on the judicial system, the law enforcement um, is because I'm writing a book and I started, and every time I start looking at the police reports, I feel re-victimized because of, of all the mistakes they made. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can, I mean, like, I'll never forget sitting down with a with a um, an advocate that from the police department. She actually mm-hmm. worked for them, and spreading out all my, I've made orders and picture and printed out everything, and sitting on the floor in the conference room in, in the sheriff's department. And the sergeant was there and, and she, she was there with me. And she said to me, you're putting together a case. Look what this woman has here. 
-hmm. You know, so, you know, um, every time I look at the police reports, I have to get to a place where I can just numb everything. Maybe I have to drink. I don't know. I, I'm trying not to I cut sugar and drinking out, whatever. But um, I was an, I was not an alcoholic. Let me make that clear. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I look at those reports and I say to myself, I, I have to do this because I made mistakes, they made mistakes, and they, we have to fix those mistakes. And eventually I will have to learn not to allow myself to feel re-victimized. Um, it's hard with, though. It's difficult. It's, it is. It's yeah. very hard. It's a wonder I, I wasn't an alcoholic after I finished my book, but I know what you mean about having to re just look at documents. It's very upsetting. And I actually called them when, like when I first got all the copies, cause I was missing like the first year. And I said, and I was questioning. Um, and he's like, well, why, why don't you hire an attorney? I'm like, cause I've been down, I've been there, done that. I'm not doing it mm -hmm. again. Um, well, um, I said, well, you guys made all these mistakes. He's like, and that cop, cop actually was in one, of, had written one of my reports. I said, you're in here, by the way. And this is PBSO, Palm Beach County Police Department, okay? And um, I said to him, you know, so he's like, I'm like, you guys did so many mistakes. It's, it's obvious. I'm just looking at this and I have the proof you guys never investigated anything. I had a whole text in front of me of all the things that were going to be done to me from his direct number. And then he, and then he, he went and he, he followed through on each of those things. And they were horrific and they were torture and they were abusive. And, and, um, you guys did nothing, nothing except add to the report and add to the report. So, you know, um, you know, the law enforcement needs training. They need, um, I know, I know that they were, they were trying to start implementing training um, for, for law enforcement on mental health and domestic violence. Um, before COVID happened, I don't know now. All I know is that they don't return calls. So um, mm. that's a very big problem. That's a shame. Um, yep. And, you know, when you have, when, when you're being stalked and harassed, um, the law is, okay, I'm going to read it. Um, course of conduct of a uh, means of pattern composed of a series of acts over a period of time however short, which evidence a continuity of purpose. The term does not include, um, const I don't know what this means, but um, it's basically credible threats means a verbal or nonverbal threat or a combination of the two, including threats delivered by electronic communication or implied by a pattern of conduct, which places a person who is the target of, of the threat in reasonable reasonable fear for his or her safety or the safety of his or her family members or individual individuals closely associated with the person and which is made with the apparent ability to carry out the threat to cause such harm it is not necessary to prove that the person making the threat
had the intent to actually carry it out, out the threat. The present incarceration of a person making the threat, is, I don't know what this means, is not a bar to prosecution under this section. I don't know what that means, but it does say cyber stalk. Mm -hmm. It talks about cyber stalk, which is exactly what happened, electronic communication, and it's punishable of up to its misdemeanor, but it's punishable under section 775.082. And then stalking, um, stalking is under 784.048, and this is Florida in 2020. Um, so th it's very wishy-washy. This is probably the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll, we'll get to the inj injunction one after. But um, so, you know, I would get texts and texts and texts and texts and emails and emails and emails. Prove it's him. Mm -hmm. I have to prove it's him. The law tells me I don't have to. It's a history and a pattern. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, fine. You want me to prove it's him? I, I texted back and I got a response. Oh, you, you like, uh, um, what's that word? Um, you um, instigated, instigated, like you instigated it. I'm like, you just watched me do it because I was trying to prove it's him. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't win. And no. then I'm like shoving the law in their face and they end up walking out of my house with nothing to say. And all those, I would say three quarters of the police reports, by the way, were, um, all gaslighted these cops gaslighted me mm. okay they twisted and and, I, and let me tell you something at the time he was living around the corner with an ex with a friend of uh, a, a acquaintance of mine mm. who i who he ended up getting arrested in front of her house in front of her kids nine months later um but she gave him the opportunity to torture me and my kids even more. But um, we became, she came to apologize and I forgave her. And guess what? Hmm. I found that every detail of what happened, the cops came over there. We charmed them, they joked around, the hmm. crazy ex. First of all, I wasn't the ex yet. We were still married. I mean, Palm Beach County, South Florida, PBSO. Yes, your cops. Okay, and when I write my book, your names are gonna be in there, okay? Because you failed me and my children and we're still suffering six, five, five years later, okay? It doesn't go away. The mm -mm. pain, the hurt, the suffering, the triggers, the PTSD is always there. I don't care, get over it? No, we don't get over it, mm -mm. okay? And look how many women don't come forward. They don't come forward, they end up dead or they live horrible lives and their children end up becoming abusers or their children end up dead. Like the interview you, you had with, what was her name? Was it uh, Dean Tong? No, the one before for that, the woman. Uh, Barbara Joy Hansen? No, the one, the woman that t talked about that boy that was murdered, he was given to his father. Oh, okay, hang on, I can tell you. Those two interviews with Dean and with her were incredible, by the way. Oh, oh that was Dr. Uh, Petra Dieter. Unbelievable. It's the one who talked about that Unbelievable. child. Unbelievable. Yes. 
unbelievable. Um, so basically, um, proper investigations, believing a victim, um, doing you know doing the investigation is is the is the biggest thing because if you don't do a proper investigation you, nothing goes to the da and they can't follow through so what's the whole use mm -hmm. um again i'm going to reiterate myself throughout the show why do we have laws if they're not enforced law enforcement's supposed to enforce the laws if they're not enforcing the laws that we can print up online and shove in their face, then what is the use of a law? Okay? Right. <laughs> Sorry. I no, just, that's quite all right. I have, I have to laugh because otherwise I'll cry. Same um, here. <laughs> I understand. Um, so, you know, I ended up moving away from my community um, to, to a very, being very isolated. Um, I got a lot of help. Um, I had, I'm lucky I had a, a family that supported me and was stood by me. Um, you know, I, I was, I am blessed in a lot of ways. Um, I will rant and rave when I get angry about something and I'm trying to get a message across like this holiday where nobody reached out to me to make sure I was okay. And I needed anything or whatever, except for one person. And she's amazing. She always reaches out to me. Um, so it's, you know, and then, and then I look at, you know, women that lost their children and they're truly alone. And then mm -hmm. I feel guilty for feeling bad for, for having a pity party or for having a trigger because mm -hmm. there are people that are really alone. I, at least I had one kid here the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, so this was the reason for starting my show. Um, I share my truths because I see so many more people have come forward in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I have friends, I see they're starting to open up and share their stories. I mean, my whole crew of best friends from high school, we know each other for, from 16. So over three decades, four decades, whatever, something like that. We, we all married men who had trauma as children, we realized, mm -hmm. and whatever, form of trauma it was, um, they grew into unhealthy adults and we were young and encouraged to get married young. And that was that. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like my ex hand picked me. I was much younger and I was the perfect victim. Mm -hmm. um, I was groomed. I was controlled. I was everything. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, um, you know, so, so, you know, th there's a few things that, um, that I want to concentrate on. And that is, um, you know, police, lo uh, law enforcement, not doing their job properly, whether they're not trained properly, whether they're just lazy, whether, I don't know what it is. Um, restraining orders, mm -hmm. you know, it's a joke. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I printed out the statues. I have statues, you know, it's a joke. It's, 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 it's like, you know, DCF being called, um, falsely. Um, if it's anonymous, 
they don't do anything about it, even if they have proof that it was the person you think it was. Why is it a crime if you're not going to enforce it? It was done three times. It's a history, a pattern of the same crap. Mm -hmm. You're not enforcing it. Why would they stop? Why should they stop? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's their game. You know, well, go on. Well, I noticed like even in the courtroom, you can show a judge a pattern. This is happening. And, you know, he's in contempt three times, slap on the wrist. It just goes, just goes, you know, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine being in a courtroom. I mean, I was able to have a face-to-face -face conversation with my judge. Um, the divorce um, and custody it was me, my attorney. His attorney was, ex ex what is it, excusing himself because mm -hmm. he didn't show up. Um, he said, I'll get the paperwork signed. And that was the end of it. I got custody. I got a permanent restraining order, which is a joke. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, you know, it's like, it makes me angry and 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 when when it's happening where children are being this is one thing i i will always say there's nothing worse than for a man to take children from their mother who's perfectly healthy mm -hmm. there is nothing worse it's evil mm -hmm. it's evil they're not human. You're not human. If you can take children from their perfect, perfectly healthy mother, we carry them for nine months. We breastfeed them. We nurture them. Yes. My ex was very involved and he was great in the beginning and he was a good father for the most part and whatever, but we carry them. It's our bodies. I have the proof because I had three C-sections, okay? Mm. And, and, and I nursed three kids and you cannot take my kids from me, mm. okay? And that is, they use that as punishment because they hate you more than they love their kids. And this is the worst thing and law enforcement judicial system allows it to happen they allow it to happen. So why should it stop? Why? Well, it's those incentives that are, you know, <laughs> hanging what incentives? the title for the D. money. Yeah, money, money, follow the money trail. <laughs> but you know what? It all, you know what I realized? I had a whole discussion with someone, you know, the corruptions in the government and trickles all the way down and it ends up where? The banks. <laughs> It's, they're all behind all the corruption when you think about it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just whatever. I'm not going to get into politics. So um, um, the next thing I wanted to um, go on to was um, I moved to a gated community mm -hmm. um, after um, be, right before, after he left this. Oh, so basically, um, my ex was put in jail. Um, he got out early. 
Um, he was put on probation. This was a deal I made with the DA. Um, I made mistakes. I should have um, said, well, um, in the first month, he needs to start his mental health care. He has to get evaluated. We didn't do that. Um, and this is stuff that I want to put into my book because mm -hmm. I made a lot of mistakes. Um, and, you know, he had probation officer and um, he said to the probation officer, and I, I, I'm going to use foul language, so I'm warning you. Um, fuck you, I'm leaving the state. I have nowhere to live. So um, guess what? He left the state of Florida and moved to New York. And um, and what what would it, what do you think um, a probation officer um, should do if a guy on probation just out of jail, like I don't know, a week, two weeks, says "f you," I'm leaving the state. I'm going to Canada. Um, it's written, this is all, um, public records. So I could say, um, I'm not going to use any names, but this is all part of Palm Beach County, um, probation. Um, um, and, um, I said, so when, when I called, so what, what do you think that she should have done? Well, she should have filed a report, notified her supervisor and sheriff's department. Well, guess what? It took her two months to file a warrant for his arrest. Two months. First of all, he couldn't go to Canada. He's on probation and you can't get into Canada without a passport, which he didn't have. So she should have questioned all of these things. No, she let him go. Just let him go. Mm -hmm. This man just came out of jail for stalking harassment, cyber sexual harassment, threatening to kill me and you let him go, okay? Mm. So, you know, I had followed up just because I wanted to see what was going on and it took her two months to file the warrant. Um, I had a permanent restraining order. So, you know, once, once he left the state, I kind of felt safe for the first year. Um, and all I wanted was peace. Mm -hmm. I was tired. I was exhausted. I wanted to get my kids the help they needed. I wanted to, I, I started advocating because one of my kids had a mental breakdown and wow. I was on, I was on LinkedIn um, tagging the insurance company that if you don't let him get the best help, I'm coming after you. And I'm actually an insurance broker and I work for them. And I had the CEO of the company checking me out. I, I even had the IRS recently looking me up. <laughs> oh my Isn't that God. Funny. <laughs> I mean, I've had like, I've had like some interesting, like big corporate people checking me out. I'm like, cool, you know, but anyway, getting back to, to all of this. Um, so a warrant was finally set out and it, it's just a little misdemeanor. That's all, you know, so it's mm -hmm. not, it's not, he didn't do much to you, so whatever. It's only a misdemeanor. We don't bother. If he comes back to the state of Florida, we'll get him. Mm -hmm. He's not coming back to the state of Florida, so you're not getting him. Mm -hmm. um, so you failed me there. Um, you, I, I had a warrant, um, and it was a six-month warrant, 
and it said on the bottom, signed by the judge, you will come back in October, uh, whatever, this and this time, and we will, we will add to it. So when I went for my divorce, um, I got a permanent one. Mm-hmm. I was within that six months mm-hmm. and um, I had just moved to a new place and somebody um, w- um, said to me, um, you need to check out your ex's uh, Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there that is scary. He had threatened me in some way or another. Um, he indirectly, I didn't get, actually I did. Um, he indirectly violated the restraining order, the injunction. Um, so a person who after an injunction for protection against repeat violence, sexual violence, or dating violence pursuant to 784.046, or an injunction for protection against domestic violence pursuant to 741.30, or after any other court-imposed prohibition, prohibition of conduct toward and subject person or that person's property knowingly, willfully, maliciously, and repeatedly follows, harasses, or cyberstalks another person, comment, commits the offense of aggravated stalking, a felony of the third degree punishable as provided in whatever, a person willfully, maliciously, and repeatedly following. Okay, so basically he cyber threatened me, okay? Indirectly, not directly, but his Instagram page was public. So he wanted me to see it, obviously. And um, I called the police hysterical. And I said, no, you're not coming to my new home. Um, I'm not having police in my home. I will meet you here and here. And my mom met us there. She was my backup because my my youngest was the only one home at the time and he was young Mm -hmm. and he was traumatized. And um, I gave, I showed the cop the report and I showed him the Instagram post and my mom backed me up. She's like, we're getting harassed. Mm -hmm. We get, we're on lists on, on sexual sites. My sister, my, my, my peer, my father, my father, poor father got a text from some some dude who wanted to have an, some, who knows, sexual something with him. My poor father, I mean, I remember sitting there a lot, we were laughing, but it was not funny. Mm-hmm. He put all of our numbers on all these crazy sites, whatever. Wow. Not, you, can't, you can't prove that, but whatever. Anybody that supported me got harassed. So basically um, the guy it says to me, okay, let me see the warrant. Oh, it's only for six months. Uh, it's a month away. I said, yeah, but look what it says on the bottom. It says, uh, you come back at this and this date and we will add another six months. I think at that time he said, we'll add another six months. Mm-hmm. The judge. Um, but we were still within that time frame. Um, he's like, why are you checking out his Instagram? And I was like, I, I don't go around checking his Instagram. I'm finally having peace. We're trying to have peace. I said, mm-hmm. somebody was worried and they told me about it. Um, he's like, okay, I'm gonna write up a report, blah, blah, blah. I found out much later on when I had to call them again, this is my local station, mm-hmm. um, Deerfield Beach, um, Florida, Broward County. Um, 
he never he never wrote a report. Do you know that? That's terrible. I found that because I had to call the cops for something else he did, and um, and I, and I found out that um, actually his sergeant showed, was one of the guys that came, and I said, well, you know, this happened to me back then. Um, here's the case number. Was there ever a police report? No. And he goes, the the sergeant was pretty pissed off. I was like, you know, it's like. It's like, <sighs> yeah, it's like you're playing with people's lives. Do your job. Do you know my son that night went to stay with my mom because he wanted to feel safe? Mm. It was, it was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. It was like we moved to a new place to feel safe and not have to deal with this crap. So basically restraining order there are many women, unfortunately, murdered mm -hmm. holding that piece of paper. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's and law enforcement, if you, you know, judges, if you're giving a restraining order, it has to be enforced mm -hmm. or don't do it. That's why we have the law. If you're not following the law, mm -hmm. why do we have it? So anyway, um, the last phase basically um, of my story is um, basically, um, you know, I, I, I'm at a point in my life where I'm I feel healthy, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm out there advocating to women and, and there is help out there, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have to fight with the, you, you have to make a police report no matter what. You make sure to get copies and you need to hold on to those things. Mm -hmm. If your life is, you feel threatened, you're scared, you get the restraining order. You show the judge the proof. Do all of it and whatever comes after, comes after because you have to do your part. And mm -hmm. this is why I do my part and, but there are, organizations, there are shelters, there are places out there that will help you. Okay. I got my help getting group therapy out of a shelter and that's where I have my current therapist from. So these are things that are very, very important. So I would say about, I, I had never filed for child support. He'll never pay me. And that was that two years after my, my, divorce or whatever it was, I finally filed. And why? I needed this man to be in the system because eventually that warrant is going to go. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I don't know what will happen with the restraining order. Things are not enforced. Things are not being put in place. Law enforcement is not trained. They're not I'm talking about my situation. Mm -hmm. It could be that in other situations, look, I had a DCF woman that came here. She was amazing. And she looked at my son laughing and that just set her off. Like, you know, she realized, you know, this is BS. And, you know, but she said there, and I said to her, you know, you've been great. I appreciate having somebody nice for a change. She's like, there are a lot of people out there that don't think I'm nice. Mm -hmm. So I said, 
well, I think you are good and you did your job. And, you know, it's sad that you can't enforce um, a crime because he filed a false police report anonymously. But um, so what happened, the most recent thing that happened was, um, well, two years ago, there was a really horrific post with a picture of my youngest as a little kid, a threatening post to me of my life. And I got a phone, I got a message from on Facebook because I'm private. So it was a, I don't know how she got a hold of me, but she said, um, I dated your ex for a short amount of time. He's insane. But I recently, he had been threatening me because I told his new girlfriend, who's now his wife, that he's, you know, got issues and all kinds of stuff. And um, I said, um, I, I, I went to see if he had posted anything and I saw a post about you. I said, well, how do you know my name? Your name is on there um, and I'm concerned for your life. <laughs> so I, she goes, you want me to send it to you? I said, sure, send me whatever you can. Um, I filed a, uh, so my mom had actually been to a, um, you know, there was a new sheriff in town, Broward Sheriff's office. Um, and he was promoting himself and, you know, want to make change and blah, blah, blah. So my mom went over to him because he had come to her community and, 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 you know, she got his information and I contacted him. He didn't respond. Mm -hmm. I sent him a, um, article of a woman that ended up getting murdered by her, her, her story was similar, you know, and I said, this could have been me. And you don't want to do anything. You want to ignore me. That's fine. But it's in writing. I have emails. I'm printing it out. And it's going to be here. Anyway, the next thing I know, um, a detective called me. Supposedly, it was a detective, whatever. He had me send everything I had. I mean, my ex had put out all kinds of crap and wrote all. And I, I, I asked this girl if I could give her information to let him know where I got this, how I got this information. Mm -hmm. And she um, said, sure. And he created a fake Facebook account and sent her a message to confirm, okay, um, to confirm um, that I, what I told him, how I got this information, that it was legit. And she, she didn't know who it was because it wasn't the, the name of that detective. So she obviously sent me a message and she said, is this guy legit? And I said, yeah, that's probably the detective. Mm -hmm. So, but, so he spoke to her and he got her part of the story and whatever. And, you know, guess what? Two years later, nothing was ever done. It's like another joke. Mm. Well, my most recent situation, um, and I'm going to read it and it's got curse words in it. Um, and this is how, how laughable, you know, how, how, what a joke it's become, especially to criminals who keep getting away with it. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of laughing too, because it's like, what else could you do? But I, I got a text and it says to me, good luck getting child support. 
out of me, Tina. I'll quit working before I give you an effing penny and F fuck or whatever and fuck your no contact order. I could give a fuck, let them come find me or come get me. And I plugged in his name because mm -hmm. he would normally never send me a text from his real number. And guess what? On WhatsApp, his picture showed up. <laughs> oh, no kidding. So I knew it was him. So um, I, you know, I called the police. I said, you're not coming over here. They have, the, during COVID, they had a whole new system where they would send you a, a link and you can upload all the documents. Now, the name Tina was a name I used when I first went on to dating sites. I had to use social media. Mm -hmm. You had to hook up your social media and I would never give out any of my real information, never give out real phone numbers. Um, I was very new. I was with one man, 21 years. Um, but I needed people to talk to. I was very lonely. Mm -hmm. So, um, so guess what? I knew he was catfishing me. Anytime mm -hmm. a really hot guy, you know, responded to me or liked me or matched with me, you know, I said, oh, what is he coming after an older woman, whatever. Um, so he has still been catfishing. I already was able to figure out when it was him, but so he, that's a violation because that's like direct contact using fake information, stealing somebody else's identity. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was interesting. So I, I had to send him a snapshot of the profile, which I don't have, I got rid of all that, but, um, so basically, you know, um, I uploaded everything. I got a case number and everything. And I was told that this was given over to a detective mm -hmm. two months ago. I called the detective. I left her a lengthy message. Um, two months later, she's never responded. Thank you, Broward County Sheriff's Office. I called there today um, just to give another chance. I didn't even remember her name, left the message. Um, and, you know, it's, it's my, my point is, is that if there is law and we're not enforcing it, it's you're hurting families and children and mm -hmm. you're just going to end up with more and more criminals mm -hmm. and more generations of violence. And I mean, so what are we gaining? I mean, we, you and I, and so many others, we are tire tirelessly, okay, out there. Mm -hmm. I, I'm doing this advocating maybe going on almost four years. Um, um, you know, and I've expanded, you know, and I've met, first of all, the, my, my advocating family um, is my family. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get the best support when I go on a rant and a rave or something and I upset or whatever. Um, I post it because I want people to see I'm normal. Mm -hmm. I've been through hell and back, but I have moments. Yeah. And you can have a moment. Don't give up though, because we need all the voices. We need everybody out there fighting and using their voices, even though nothing's happening, 
or something's mm -hmm. maybe are happening behind the scenes, we don't know. But if we don't use our voices and we're not advocating and we're not doing, then nothing's ever going to happen. Mm -hmm. And more and more children are going to suffer. And we bring our children into this world. It's our responsibility to make sure they're happy, healthy, productive people. That's mm -hmm. our job. And it's the job of the higher up people to make sure that law enforcement, that laws are, are put in place and followed and dealt with because otherwise it's, we're living a free for all mm -hmm. and we're not supposed to be a free for all. We're supposed to be a country of freedom, but not a free for all. And, mm -hmm. and you know, Basically, you know, it, it's become, you know, I don't know how I've come across in this, maybe, you know, not so serious or whatever, but, you know, there's so much pain and hurt and, um, and, and, and I watch you and I watch um, other mothers and, and people and, it's 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 not normal this is america it's not mm -hmm. normal you know and and remember again domestic violence sexual abuse sex trafficking it's happening right here and under our face under our noses i mean your next door neighbor could be abused and or, or sex trafficked or or losing their children and all these things are happening and it's become like abundance an mm -hmm. abundance and and it has to end and i want to see it mm -hmm. end in my lifetime i know that's a lot to ask i know that's Please how i feel. yeah exactly exactly so, well how can people reach you um and because i know you have your your radio show but how can they reach you um I'm very cautious because um, I never know who anybody is. You, oh, that's true. You know, even Facebook, um, I've had people cre somehow create profiles and have us have 15 mutual friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they did that. So um, you can, I'm hard to find on Facebook, um, but um I belong to a lot of groups. I don't really want to give those out. Um, mm -hmm. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, send me a message, Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y Smith, um, Bailey Smith, or A-J-M, as a Mary, employee benefits. Um, you know, you heard me on the Marianne, you know, Marianne, um, Slam the Gravel show. Or they can reach out to you. Uh-huh. You're more public than I am, I think. Are sure, you? they can reach out to me and I can um, send Board. the contact. Yeah, we'll just do that. Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram, you know, if I feel you, if I feel I, you're for real, I'll accept you as my friend. If I feel you're real on Facebook, I check everybody, I try and check everybody out. I, it's, 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 it's hard, I can't, I can't live my life having any more stalking. I can't, I don't want to be harassed. I don't want to be stalked. You know, 
all I want is peace and happiness. And mm -hmm. I'm really trying so hard to have that in my life that um, as much as I want to be out there, you know, you can look up my show, um, Blog Talk Radio, um, Friends Talk. There are a bunch of different um, uh, other people that do shows. So when they put up their show, um, my logo dis disappears, but my archives are there. So you can listen to my shows. Um, you can call in. That's another way. Every Tuesday night at 7.30. Um, if there's somebody out there that has a story they want to share, I will, we will, I have somebody, uh, a private eye that checks everybody out, makes sure you're legit. So you will be checked out. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, unfortunately we have to do that in order to keep ourselves safe. And I still have a child at home. And even though he's my protector and he's like, mom, I'll take a bullet for you. God forbid. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's my little tough guy and He's not little. My kids are all taller than me, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, again, I am blessed in so many ways. I've come a long way. I I have an amazing therapist, mm -hmm. amazing support people. You, my other advocating people, we have become a real family. Don't you feel like since you yes. you've joined, we've we're a family. And you know, sometimes I'll somebody will post something. They're sad. They're upset. And somebody, people, like all of a sudden you get hordes of people, you know, mm -hmm. reaching out, but that's, that's what we're here to do. And if you are out there and you want to start using your voice, you reach out to Marianne, you reach out to me, be on our show, share your story. The more voices, and like I said, three, four years, I've seen a huge amount of change when it comes to advocacy. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's what, that's, I think we're the people that have to keep pushing and pushing and, and we have to be honest. I, mm -hmm. I'm a, I don't lie. Everything mm -hmm. I say, I have proof. Mm -hmm. I have a back, a back, I could be backed up in everything I say. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too honest sometimes. And me too. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think when you're too so truthful and honest, sometimes you it just goes against you. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm I'm in a different situation than you right now, so I can be honest mm -hmm. because I'm done. I hope, um, you know, with all of that stuff, um, you know, I I I I wanted to say the sergeant um, that that did end up getting him arrested, said to me, I don't think about, I said this before, I was going to say it. He said, Miss Smith, he'll never leave you alone as long as you both live. You know, mm -hmm. it's sad he's moved on and he's supposedly happy. I wish him nothing but the best. The man I married is dead. This mm -hmm. man is just a very sick person. Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe he can ever get better. I begged, I, I, I tried, I did everything. I know for my kid's sake, I did everything I can. I even hurt myself by doing that. Mm -hmm. Those were mistakes I made. And God willing, one day in my book, I will talk about it. Um, I am on plenty podcasts out there. The Miss Te Texas show, people on YouTube. I have my stories on there. Um, I've, sh I've shared my story on NASCA. 
I've, and, you know, talk about, uh, you know, I'll pipe in every now and then with things I've been through um, on, um, on my show. Um, so, I mean, I've been on, um, you know, on LinkedIn is all my stuff. So if, mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough to become a friend you're, and you're legit, I'm legit, um, all my podcasts are on there. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm doing this, I'm opening up my, my, my life mm -hmm. and I'm sharing it with, with the world. Um, because I really, from the bottom of my heart, this is not bashing somebody. This is, I don't hate him. I don't, I have zero feelings. Right. I just want it to end. I want, because I'm sure he's on to hurting other people. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I don't have proof, um, but you know, when you're sick, mm -hmm. you're sick, you know, yep. and, and it, it's sad. It's sad. So I, I pray that we have change and very, yes. very soon. And I'm so glad you popped on the show. Um, don't pop off. I'm going to read the uh, closing. Okay. But just hang Thank on. Thank you, okay? Marianne. Oh, Thank sure. I'm so me. glad you came on. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Slam the Gal okay. is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms that in turn perpetuate parental alienation. I'm your host, Marianne Petri, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again, and I'll probably have ba Bailey back in the future and other guests. And thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. My honor.